Yo, what's up? Okay, this is like the fucking fifth or sixth time I've redone this because each time I do this, I end up speaking in circles and it's difficult for me to find my points and really come up with something concrete that doesn't sound like fucking something that's batshit crazy. And here's another fucking swing for the fences. Let's see if we can make this one happen. So uh, today, after I went to yoga, I decided to go for a walk in the downtown area of where it is that I live. And I was just so present. I was looking around. I was seeing other people. And I was just thinking about how fucking wild it is to be alive. And not only is it fucking wild to be alive, but it feels like people aren't conscious of the fact of how crazy it is to be here. And bringing our focus and attention to how fucking crazy the mystery of life is. And nobody's figured out what the fuck is going on here. What are we doing here? What is going on? How did we get here? How crazy is it that we're on this big ball in this thing called the universe and we don't know if there's life on other planets? We think there is. I think a lot of people think there is. But even if there is, it's so crazy how things are so fucking far. Just the whole setup of it all is fucking crazy. And the fact that nobody knows what happens after we die. And there's so much uncertainty about this. Being human is fucking crazy, dude. It's fucking wild being alive. Do you think about this? I think about this all the fucking time. I was chilling at a, uh, a really big intersection and I was just leaning against uh, something that's probably like half my height and it's stable in, in the ground and I was just leaning against it and uh, just was in deep thought. And I thought about art and I thought about how art is, art is basically an attempt to immortalize ourselves in, into this physical world. And it's almost like the mark of someone's soul. It's like, man, I may not still be here, but I, I I left a bit of my soul here before I I moved on. And for some reason, that is very important to us. Or it feels very important for me. And it feels very important for other artists and other creatives. 
and it's crazy how it's a very natural thing. That's not something that I can I consciously fucking think about. It's something that I just fucking naturally uh, gravitate towards as a fucking like human. But anyway, I've been I've been thinking a lot about death lately. My uh, my favorite grandparent had uh, passed away. Mm, I think late last year. And we had the funeral for her earlier this year. So that's that's kind of crazy. You know, someone uh, that you love and you have memories with is like you're never going to see them again unless it's like in pictures or videos. That's fucking crazy to me. And uh, uh, my cat, my cat had died a couple weeks ago as well and uh, she didn't necessarily have a peaceful death uh, she had a very uh, slow and painful death which is is very unfortunate so that's been on my mind as well and i had picked up this book called the book of five rings by um, i think it's uh, miyamoto mushashi who was a very famous swordsman hundreds of years ago. And he wrote this really great book on uh, strategy and uh, what it's like to be a warrior. And I have something highlighted here, which I'm still kind of thinking about and I'm still pondering. I didn't really resonate with it when I read it last night. But I thought about it more today and I felt like I understood it a little bit more. But I think we can uh, we can flesh this out together. It said, the way of the warrior is meant. Oh, wait, by the way, it says, by the way of the warrior is meant death. The way of the warrior is death. This means choosing death whenever there is a choice between life and death. It means nothing more than this. It means to see things through being resolved. Sayings like, to die with your intention unrealized is a diusis. Okay, then they start, you know, they start going into um, different things, like different sayings that go against basically what was mentioned here. But I'm curious by what, Miyamoto Musashi meant by the way of the warrior is death. This means choosing death whenever there is a choice between life and death. I'm curious, what does that mean? I don't know off the top of my head. But what I, I guess what I will say is I went to a, a jujitsu class last night and it's been it's been five years since i've trained jujitsu i i trained it for a year and a half in the past and took five year break and yesterday was uh, my first time back on the mat since 2018 so I was feeling pretty good, feeling excited. I was feeling nervous as fuck, though, man. I was like, fuck, I'm fucking nervous. Even though 
people who, at least in my experience, people who train martial arts can be some of the most fucking gentle people, some of the most like peaceful and also very loving people. And I, I knew that there's a, there's a community, there's a bond between people who uh, do jujitsu together. So I knew that, you know, I'll, I'll be okay, but I was still just like, fuck, I'm getting back into it, man. This is fucking, this is fucking nerve wracking, man. And we got to the end of class and the end of class is basically time where you fight. People in the community know it as rolling. And I went up against three different people who each of them had at the very least fucking a 30 pound advantage over me in weight for my niggas in Europe 30 pounds is like 13 kilos 12 kilos and I I got fucking choked out I got my fucking limbs fucking pulled and yanked in, in painful ways and I got my fucking neck cranked it was oh man and I got dominated I got physically dominated I stood no chance against these guys I was in a losing position about 90-95% of the time. I wasn't even close to getting a good position on them. Wasn't even close. And at one point I just like lied down on my back and I was just catching my breath because I was fucking exhausted and I'm breathing hard. I'm looking up at the ceiling and I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that shit was crazy. I felt like my world came crashing down on me. And I felt like I dealt with reality on reality's terms, not my terms. And I felt like I woke up to the fact of, because like fighting is a very fucking primal thing. And um, to lose in fighting is extremely fucking humbling. And it felt like a fucking ego death. Like I felt like my ego was fucking stabbed at the state like fucking Julius Caesar, bro. Just fucking shank, blah, 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 blah. Left to fucking bleed out. And I get into my car. And I'm sitting there like, and I'm saying this out loud. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck just happened? And it felt like I was alive. 
it felt like I was alive, man. Like it was, it was so crazy, but it felt like I was alive because there was a death, a death of my ego, the death of what could be holding me back, the story that I tell myself. And I felt like I woke up to, whoa, like this is, I'm like, I'm centered in reality. I know where I stand. And yeah, bro, that shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. So I don't know if in the book, if this is meant to be interpreted by your own way or if there's different ways of interpreting this. But I'm curious in terms of choosing death whenever there is a choice between life and death. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but you have no way of reaching me. So I guess you'll just have to keep those thoughts to yourself unless you're a dear friend of mine and you have my phone number, but it's very rare where I've given a call to action on this podcast and there's somebody that actually reaches out to me about something. Um, I, might, I might have had that happen, I don't know, three or four times in the whole last five years since I've had my podcast and uh, maybe about three of those times were from like the same person. So anyway, yeah, I'm curious, man. And I have, uh, as I mentioned, I've been having death at the the forefront of my brain lately. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty overwhelming a little bit. You know, it's, it's pretty scary, you know, knowing that one day I'm, I'm not going to be here on this earth. And, you know, I'm going through some, uh, some different health challenges that have, uh, you know, other uncertainties that I have to, you know, kind of figure out that I don't really know about just yet. I don't know. I don't know what is going on. I don't know what the potential severity is. I don't know anything. I just know that I got some test results um, uh, late last week and also this week that does have me uh, concerned and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this means. I wonder, like, what could potentially be going on with me. Which, of course, makes me think about my mortality. Because if I don't have my physical health, it's legit. I could die. And it's possible I, I won't live a long life. It's possible. It becomes real. You kind of you feel death looming. I've been feeling that. I've been feeling like death has been looming. I feel like death has been in proximity. But I don't know if it's in proximity for me or if it's just my mind from 
my grandmother passing and my cat passing on top of the health challenges that I've been going through. I'm telling you, man, like, it's a little scary. You know, I mean, I mean, let's be real. It, it, it's very scary. You just don't know. And it's not necessarily like, oh my God, I still have so much more to do. It's more like, damn, like there's still so much more to experience. Is that the same thing that I just said? And um, yeah, just to be able to experience life a lot more, to have another, you know, 30, 40, 50 years of experience of, of having been able to live a full life. And I, and I hope I can still make that happen, you know? And uh, so I, I got to get some more clarity on what's, what's going on here. And uh, yeah, you know, this is uh, just part of the mysteries of life is like not knowing when when you're going to go and you know just being really conscious of death I feel does make you live more if you were to think about your death and realize like you're going to fucking die and you can, it can happen at any point bro like that shit hel helps you be present that shit helps wake you up it brings you to reality I don't know. Maybe that's what they mean. Or it could be part of um, what Miyamoto Musashi uh, meant in his book. So yeah, I'm hoping that I'm okay. And uh, granted, if, uh, if I am okay, and if I do get to live a long life, um... I know that I'll be very grateful for this time. And uh, even if my life comes to an end early, um, being grateful for that too. Because I feel that some people are... Uh, meant to make more of an impact from their death than from when they were living. And I would much rather have a bigger impact. I would, I would much rather have a huge impact while I live and have the same or even greater impact once I passed. So yeah, man, these are some thoughts I'm having, bro. And it's just like, the book is so painful because as I mentioned, like art is a attempt to immortalize yourself. But with that, 
to create requires part of your soul and the transference of your soul from your body to outside your body into the physical world is fucking painful. It's fucking painful. It's fucking hard. It's so hard. It hurts so much. And this process is very confusing to me. When I say it out loud, logically, I guess it makes sense that when you are creating something that you're putting your heart and soul into that it will be painful. But at the same time, I feel like if someone just said, bro, like putting something, putting your heart and soul into something that uh, means something a lot, a lot to you, you would think that it would be a great source of joy. And in a different way, it is a source of joy, but not some, I don't know, man. I think it depends on what I'm doing. I think as much as I would like to write a bunch of books in my life, um, I'm definitely more of a fucking speaker than I am a writer. Maybe it's because, maybe this is extra painful because I'm not a fucking, you know, I'm not a fucking passionate writer. I never identified as a writer. I was never a guy I feel who was like, oh, I want to I wanna write creatively. I, was, I never fucking had those words come out of my mouth. That was like the first time I ever fucking said those words. Here, live on the podcast. You got to witness here, here uh, first, folks. But... Yeah, could be that I don't really, I'm not really skilled at it. Maybe that's why it's so fucking painful. It's one of it's one of life's mysteries that um, I am I am trying to figure out, but really just can't put my fucking finger on it. Can't put my finger on it, and that's. That's life, right? We can't fucking put our finger on what the fuck this thing is. What the fuck is consciousness? What the fuck is it to be human? What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is happening? And there's so much distraction taking us away from looking inside and questioning ourselves and questioning our surroundings and questioning what's going on and waking up to, wait a second, I have one fucking life. Maybe I should fucking do something with it. Maybe I should experience like fucking a bunch of shit I want to experience and take some fucking risks while I'm here. You got a lot of people fucking, you know, siphoning attention. Yeah, man, it's a little dark. And I feel like it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bit lonely. Not everybody 
uh, really thinks about this, which kind of blows my mind that you don't think about how crazy it is that you're alive. We don't think about the fucking human experience. Maybe people just like, you know what, maybe that's why people fall into different religions, right? Because it, you know, maybe gives people certainty and they're like, I don't have to think about it. Like God, it's all under God. Man, I'm not saying that's wrong because I'm not saying, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm right. You know, part of me feels like, you know, must be nice to be able just to be like, yeah, dude. Everything I need to know is in a in, in one book, the Holy Bible. That's all I ever, I need to follow in my life. Man, the Bible gives me everything I need to know, the certainty I need and I wish like I had a fucking book like that. My fucking life book. I you know, I kind of do. I would say that it's actually the Creative Act by Rick Rubin. If I were to say any book is my Bible, I would say that's my that's my Bible. Um, I want to read it again, but the thing is, I fucking suck at rereading stuff, rereading books, even books that I really love. I'm just like, fuck, man, I don't want to fucking read this shit. It's rare. It's so rare when I read a when I reread a book. It's very rare. But. um yeah, but the creative act doesn't give like fucking rules. It doesn't give like you got to live like this. You should live like it's none of that, dude. Like it's really about like tapping more into the mystery of life and I guess dancing with it. And I didn't expect to fucking say that. I didn't expect to say dancing with it. Um, But the reason why I call that out is because um, I've been, I have been getting better at journaling, you know, like over time. Now when I journal, I'll put like, you know, of course I always put the date, but I also put the time. I put where I'm at and then I'll put what day it is. Because I'd always say, man, I don't know what the fuck I was doing on a fucking random Tuesday in 2007. And I love this because I'm like, oh, man, I can go see what the fuck I was doing on a random Tuesday in 2022. So I'll do that. And I've also been coming up with themes for where I believe I'm at. In my life, uh, as I write in my journal, and the theme that came to mind for me for this journal was dance with the universe. Dance with the universe. What the fuck does that mean? 
And I think I've told this story on the podcast before when I had uh, taken LSD uh, the first time. And I was on the fucking, like, uh, I was in LA on the fucking freeway. Uh, I was not driving. I was in the backseat of a, of a car and my best friend's in the passenger seat. And then we had somebody who was our trip sitter. He was watching us. And we're on the fucking freeway. This guy is fucking smoking from a bong. You fucking... Like, what the fuck? I remember I wasn't fucking scared at all. I remember being amused. I was like, wow. He didn't even, like, ask permission or anything. He just did it. <laughs> he just did it. And I was like, he must fucking do this often like he just he just fucking did it like no problem and i just felt okay he's, he's been here before we're good and at one point i closed my eyes and i was transported into this uh the spiritual party with everybody who has also done psychedelics you know like Cheech and Chong were there. Uh, who else was there? Jimi Hendrix was there. Um, I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but I remember Joe Rogan was there. And Joe Rogan comes up to me and he says, hey, you made it. He goes, shh, don't tell anyone about this place. Which is interesting because I'm telling everybody about this place. And then he started making out with the cat. And I was like such in shock. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What just happened? I opened my eyes. Whoa. Dude, what the fuck? That shit was crazy, bro. I'm trying to go back to that party. What is going on there? So I closed my eyes again and I'm trying to get myself, you know, go back to that fucking party. But I'm not able to. And I felt like I was in communication with something that was not me. And I felt like I was in this dance with, you know, you look up into the sky and you see the stars and you see like the navy blue, like the dark blue sky, right? At like 10 p.m. It felt like that was taken and put into like the body of a mannequin. And I was dancing with this thing. And this thing had a consciousness and it had a form. And it was unidentifiable in terms of male or female. It was just a being who took on the literal form of the universe into a into person form and i'm like i want to go back into the party and this thing is telling me is saying just let go just let go i'll let you back in when you let go and i'm like i'm trying to let go like i'm trying I'm, i want to i'm doing my best to let go i can't let go and it was just like just let go just let go and I never got back into the party. 
And I think where I'm at in my life right now, I've been becoming a lot more spiritual. And I've been trying to have a lot of control over what's been going on. And I get humbled when I'm holding on so tightly to something, a person, a concept, an idea of a person. That's where the pain comes from. The pain comes from holding on. The freedom comes from the letting go. But that's not easy to remember. Especially when I'm sitting down and I'm like, I got to fucking write today and I'm feeling unfocused and it's hard for me to concentrate and I'm fucking restless. My, my body wants to rest and my body wants to be productive and it can't do either of those. So I'm like sitting fucking frustrated it's hard to remember to let go. It's difficult. So, anyway. It's a weird experience, man, being alive. Weird, weird, weird experience. But just got to let go. And try not to control it and try not to I don't know, try not to take it too seriously. Try not to distract myself from it and instead engage in it. So anyway, I'm glad I was finally able to finish out a podcast. It's been real. Much love. Talk to you soon. Peace.